are on. Okay, so I think we just jump into this shit and just Let's fucking do it. Do it. Uh, the sun. I could tell that we're having rain clouds and stuff just by the reflection of the sun on your face. Oh, <laughs> because the clouds keep coming yeah. in and out, and you it keep going bright, dark, light, dark, light. It's pretty amazing. I'm like, oh, it's out. It is gone. I know. Well, it is. It's <laughs> raining now. I can see the rain. Oh, I, I love it. We never get rain anymore. I know. The world is drying up. Well, our, our part is the rest is flooding. It just depends oh, on where you live. No, you're right. I'm sorry I even said that because there's some terrible, terrible storms happening. Yeah. All right now. Yep, yep. All right. Okay. Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Celette. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. So, hello. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we're so happy you're back with us. If you're new, then welcome for the first time. <laughs> yes. Cool. And if you're not, hello. It's good to see you again. <laughs> we- <laughs> Say what's now Russian. <laughs> no, I'm Russian. <laughs> yeah she's working on her accent so she can be a narrator for our books (laughs) yes because they're so inspiring they're so good we listen to i mean our last few narrators that have had to do a couple of different accents um and even different genders fucking amazing i admire their work so so good so good yeah um Let's get housekeeping shit out of the way. I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Whatever. All right. We're, the world we're, is what it is. The world <laughs> is what it is. That's all you can do. <laughs> just keep plodding forward. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, life plan is still all the same. I still find myself struggling to get back on track. I am not too off of my track, but uh, I would really love to get back on. So I know that we started the 17-day diet. I have not been following it like a hundred percent, which is probably not going to be as effective as it should, as as it can be actually, because it's a really good diet. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I I swear to God, there's something in the brain. Yeah. The minute I go, hey, brain, I'm going to stop eating sugar. The brain goes, watch it, bitch. (laughs) I will make sure you don't stop eating Uh. sugar. And then like the only thing I eat is sugar. And I'm like, I don't even Uh. like sugar that much. But my brain's like, yeah, you do. This is what you get for trying to get rid of the sugar. So I have to like fake it and not tell my brain I'm about to stop eating sugar, which is an interesting <laughs> concept of how do you do that? How right. Do you not tell your brain something. You can't. It's You can't. It's your, your brain. Your brain knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's we'll just see. What it we'll does. see if I can accomplish it. Yeah. <laughs> All but, right. Uh, uh, I don't have a quickie, but I'll make one up really fast. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. You could use the one I said earlier. Okay, we'll just do that one. Do you know how to roller skate? No. (laughs) I used to. I haven't in forever. I don't know how to do the roller skates. I know how to rollerblade like a motherfucker. Oh, wow. I don't know how to roller skate. Roller skating, I have no balance on roller skates. I know that sounds kind of weird. That sounds insane. There's like four wheels on each foot and they're they're not in a line. No, I I can jump and like skate backwards and like do all, not do all sorts of tricks. I'm making that up, but I can do so much better on rollerblades and so much more comfortable on rollerblades than I own roller skates. I can't turn on roller skates. I can barely stand on them. It's really weird. I don't, I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I used to. 
again, I haven't done it in probably over a decade or more, maybe mm-hmm. two decades. Yeah, probably two. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea if I could still do any of it. And I used to do both, roller skate and roller blade. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I had the you know the stereotypical white, bright white skates with the pink wheels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were awesome, yep. and I was really good at it. And then, you know. I used to pretend like I was on the Mighty Ducks hockey team. Ah. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was my uh, my whole rollerblading career there. What was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> All right. Well, and that brings us to the book we read this week, which is Night Rains by Diane Duvall and read by Kirsten Potter. Um, and just... Because I feel like it needs to be said, rains in this version is like raining, like the royalty rain, R E I G E N. Yeah. G N. I don't, hold on. I'm literally looking at the word R E I G N S. I don't know. Don't ask. <laughs> that way you had to say that moment. Sorry. I'm like, I'm like I don't know letters anymore. Anyway. Yeah, not not like the weather rain. No. But ruling. Ruling. Yes. King and queen. Yes. <laughs> anyway. This is book two of the Immortal Guardian series by Diane Duval. And we read book one way back Three. when we were tiny baby podcasters. Years Ep- ago. Episode six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this I, is episode 96. That's when... We may have just moved from the kitchen table to your bedroom. We might have. That might have been the first time we tried that. And we never, like, at that point, I don't think we even had headphones. No. I hadn't discovered Audacity yet. I know that for a fucking fact. We well, didn't no, even I, know how to we get podcast out. We weren't doing anything. We, at that point, we just were recording them and saving them <laughs> in the cloud. We're, <laughs> we're like, okay, you exist now. Goodbye. <laughs> We'd created an email address. whoop the fucking do. <laughs> yes, we did. And I'm sure we, then we had saved all of our uh, social media accounts too but just didn't do anything with them yeah. but uh yeah so it's been a while mm-hmm. um if you're brave and feel like going back to that episode so be it uh i don't know that i'd recommend it <laughs> enter at your own risk guys <laughs> our um, our skills I'm... have definitely improved our first couple of episodes have been rough were rough they were so. and we were bitches we were bitches but we did like this book we did this book we would have been pop, uh, nice to so yeah because i think at that point roland because it was roland and sarah's book roland mm-hmm. was one of my favorite dudes which yes. n- after reading this book i cannot for the life of me remember why because he's not very nice in this book and i don't he's know not. something happened i was like this is not the role and I remember. Well, I he know. loves Sarah. So maybe in his book, we just liked him more. And also just to put it up against what we had read. <laughs> 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 the book before that was Vlad. So I'm not shocked that we ended up really oh. liking Roland. <laughs> Vlad was rough too. Oh my yeah. God, you're right. And we then did. we had three not great ones back to back after. Oh so, no! See, we had a rough so patch in retro. There. In retro, like actively, that would have made Roland look better too. Yeah, I guess in, that's in true. Retrospect. So it's funny because when we meet Vlad again, which came out a few episodes ago, I fucking loved him. We did. We really <laughs> liked him when we got to when he popped up in that other Janine mm-hmm. Frost book that we read. Yep. And. uh 
That was shocking, considering we did not like him in his book. <laughs> strange, strange. It's a very weird world. It is. So the, the moral of all of this is <laughs> authors write too many books. <laughs> and we you guys write keep up. <laughs> so many, you can't even remember that your characters were one way in one book and different in another. <laughs> and we can't keep up with it, and we're trying, and it's really hard. <laughs> It is really hard. Like, but I, I want to read so many books. Like, every there's so many that we've read that I want to keep going on, but I also want to read new books. Yeah. And I just don't understand. And I'm like, how are we ever going to get to anything? Like, like these books, like the Immortal Guardians books. Well, and I know I, I've looked at it in the past to try to bring it back. And I have to say the reason I didn't until now is it's 12 fucking hours long. <laughs> they are very long. <laughs> They're just lo- like, we gotten into such a rhythm with shorter books. Yeah. They're we easier spoiled for us. Ourselves. To, yeah. They're, they're easier to fit in with our lives. Mm-hmm. They're, um, Convenient. They're quick. They're quickies. We love quickies. We, we love quickies. Give quickies. It's That's all just... just that instant satisfaction. That's what it I is. want. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're being brats about we it, but are being little bitches. But mm-hmm. I but I liked it. this book. I do. This book was great. It's really fun. It just uh, there was uh, at one point There's I texted you and I was like, "This book is long. <laughs> it is very long." And we listened to it at fast speed, so it's not even 12 hours. No, yeah. I listened to mine at 1.4, which is really fast. It is. I actually started doing that with... What book did I start doing that with? I think Cursed by Night, because I just needed to get it done. But if you started at 1.4, it doesn't seem fast. It doesn't seem fast even moving to it. It, They have really fixed the... what used to happen when you'd speed up audio is it would start the voices would condense and start sounding high pitched. <laughs> exactly, but they've really fixed that. It doesn't do that anymore. No, now it just sounds like they're talking fast in their normal voice. Yeah, so in their normal voice, which I could I can do one point four too. <laughs> that's very very good, very good. It's just it, you feel a little bit bad, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, so this book. Again, second book in the Immortal Guardians series, and it is the story of Marcus and Amy. Now, I'm just going to tell you right up front, like we said, it's 12 hours. Her books have a whole world-building plot thing happening where we've got a bunch of shit going down with the Immortal Guardians, who are the good guys, and the vampires, who in this world aren't very good. It's kind of a, it's an unfortunate situation because they both are created by a virus, But the immortal guardians have a genetic predisposition where if they get the virus, their bodies can fight it and they can just they just become immortal and super powerful and strong. Whereas regular humans, if they get the virus, it turns them into vampires and they're okay for a year or two. But then their brains start to deteriorate and they basically become insane and and homicidal, crazed, killer, maniac people. So it's not good. Uh, the Immortal Guardians are trying. They, they have this whole network of humans and stuff. They're trying to work on cures. They'd love to be able to cure humans or vampires um, so that they don't lose their minds when they get infected. And they just aren't – it's just not panning out for them. So they have to kill a lot of vampires. Mm-hmm. Right now they're in a big war because there seems to be some kind of organization happening behind the vampires. Usually they just are loners. And so they just kill one or two here and there. But right now they're coming in droves. They have this plan. Nobody knows what it is. There's a vampire king. It's all insane. <laughs> anyway, all that's happening and I'm not talking about it again. So 
<laughs> so if you want to know about it, you read, read this fucking book. the book. There's read so it. much in here and I cannot even explain the plot to you. It's so much. <laughs> I mean, at one point we have like secret military operations maybe that are like nefarious and like Area 51 shit stuff. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Anyway, Marcus is one of the more curmudgeonly va- or, uh, immortal guardians. He is a loner. He's especially mopey and sad because eight years ago, the love of his life went back in time to be with her love of her life, I guess. We don't really know the whole story on that one. I think we got some of it last episode or last book, but I don't remember, obviously, because it was four years ago. That we and it was it. about Roland. It was about Roland. But anyway, so Marcus for years, well, for hundred for centuries has been in love with this lady bethany because when he was a young immortal she showed up in his life from the future (laughs) from from the 20th century or the Uh 19th or the 21st century and ended up marrying his like pseudo father best friend father guy he was very close yeah sort of like father yeah father figure because he'd run away from his family all i don't know anyway but, you know, he Roland respected them and their relationship and their love, but he just quietly pined for her. And then she died a natural life. And he was sad about that for a couple hundred years. But he always knew he'd see her again when she was born in the, you know, 20, as long as he lived to the 21st century. So then, of course, she is born and grows up and he meets her and he hangs out with her, loves her for a while, but never tells her. And then she goes back in the past. And so that happened eight years ago. And he's been a real bum since. <laughs> and all of the vamp- or all of the immortal guardians are like worried about him he apparently takes a lot of risks he runs out he he does not have a second which is a human trained fighter who helps the immortal guardians fight and survive and all the stuff that they need you know kind of like a gopher guy do Um, research and things because they can't go in the daylight and exactly uh, you, you know or they're just not very good in the daylight yeah yeah but anyway he doesn't have one of those he fights alone he puts himself at risk he like lives to find the most vampires he can attack at one and whatever one night he's fighting off like seven or eight and this woman walks up and she shoots like all of them with her guns (laughs) yeah and he's like what the hell (laughs) and uh she's real pretty and she's real cute and she knows who he is well she knows what he is that he's an Mm -hmm. immortal guardian and he tries to talk to her about and she's like no i gotta go by and so (laughs) they go their separate ways he's all like injured and stuff and then later that night seth the leader of the immortal guardians shows up with this woman and he's like i've got a new second for you here she is her name's amy and he looks and there's this the lady who just helped him fight Mm -hmm. so he's all like he's all thrown a temper tantrum like i don't need a second you can't make me do this and (laughs) and she's just like i'm gonna do it because seth wanted me to and i'm gonna stay so they have a little bit of a like tiff for the first couple of weeks where he's trying to avoid her and he also simultaneously is really attracted to her because she's super cute of course she's all like tiny pixie redhead like perfection she has the she like puts his weapons on for him well that's the that's the job of the second and she keeps like sneaking up and dressing him and he's all like damn it whenever he's trying to get ready to go out and so so anyway she refuses to be put put aside and 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 he keeps trying to find ways to get around like he changes his sleep pattern so maybe she'll be asleep when he tries to get up and leave but she thwarts him anyway and one night he gets into real bad trouble Mm -hmm. like well first seth shows up and punches him and beats him up a lot because he's mad that he is not treating amy very well like 
he's being a jerk to her. He's not being aggressive or mean per se, but he's ignoring her and not making her feel. He's not making feel- her feel welcome and exactly. needed. And and he and Seth loves Amy. Seth loves Amy. Now, not in a sexual yeah. way, but we no. don't really know that at the beginning. It could be and we don't know. But she's part of her thing is she's not sleeping because she doesn't feel she has like trauma in her past, which we don't know about. And so she's not sleeping and she definitely looks ragged and run down and Seth is pissed about that. So he and Roland or he and Marcus fight for a while and then he leaves and right as he does, a whole bunch of vampires start to show up. (laughs) So Marcus is trying to fight off what could be hordes of vampires when all of a sudden Amy shows up fully decked out to battle and has all of her katanas, her weapons, her gear, her, her her guns, and she and him go back to back and defeat 34 fucking vamps. This is an outrageous number. They've never yes. seen anything like this, and everyone's like, holy shit. Now, as far as everyone knows, and I'm going to tell you right now, this all things of a big fucking spoiler, and I'm going to tell you at the end. <laughs> everyone's saying she's human, right? She's obviously fucking not. Like, if you saw her fight like that, you'd be like, that's not human. That's not how humans fight. But she does get injured and he's trying to help her. And she refuses to go see a doctor or to be taken anywhere. So he just takes her home. Seth shows up and heals her. And, you know, he's he's already starting to be like, obviously, I'm too attached to this lady. She's really awesome. She's like the best fighter I've ever seen outside of an immortal guardian. And she's pretty awesome. So she's feeling it, too. They kind of go back and forth for a little bit longer. He kisses her. She's all like, that's awesome. But then they don't kiss again for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And she's all like, you know. Then they get into another, like, situation where he almost dies. And she helps save him again. She almost dies that time. She gets, like, a knife in the back. Yeah. Um, He takes her to Roland. Roland heals her that time. And then they're they're all kissy. And they go home. And she's like, you know, I really like kissing you. And he's like, are you, you want to do this? Are you I, fucking with me right now? Because... I want to do this. But, he, <laughs> but tell me first, are you in love with Seth? And she's like, yeah, I love Seth. And he's like, uh, okay. And she's like, no, but I don't, you know. I don't love he, him like that. He's like my brother. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. But, it, you know, I love him, but he's my brother. And so they fuck and it's the oh, fucking hottest. Holy so shit, this scene is so good. It's so, <laughs> fuck, the sex in this book was so good. That first scene to open it up, though. God. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, this book is, this sex scene is so good. Yeah. It was so intense and so gentle and good. Oh, so good. Because mm-hmm. he, like, she's admitted at this point that she's a virgin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's cool. I don't care. I just, you know, let's do this and I'll be good. I'll be gentle, you know. But then she's all like, no. And then whatever. I don't need anyway. you to be gentle. <laughs> it's so good. He's so like, now- sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. You go, you go, you go. I was going to say, he's. So he's like weighing the how she's going to feel as you know, like quote unquote, popping the cherry. He's like, should I do it slow or should I do it fast? And he's just like, fuck it, and just like, just he does it. He chooses the latter and like does it fast. And she's and then he's like, you know, I'm sorry or whatever. And she's like, no, don't stop, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, good. It's really good. So they kind of are dating now, I guess we yeah. could say, but. <laughs> He doesn't know her secret. (laughs) So they go on. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. They keep getting into fights. She keeps almost dying, all this shit. Because every time, like the next time, the immortals are all incapacitated with 
some kind of trank darts that the vampires shoot them with that they didn't think any drugs could affect them. So they're really surprised. And Amy makes Sarah take Roland and Marcus away and like run away with them. She knows that she can't carry her too. That's too many people. And she needs to get them out of there because they're both tranked. They have to, they're in danger. So Amy gets left alone with all the vampires. Yep. And by the time anyone wakes up and realizes what's happened, she's been taken by the vampire king, dropped off at the secret lab of this medical doctor dude who's doing all this research. But because she's Amy, she fucking kicks his ass. She she gets away. (laughs) Despite being like broken. Like she, her, her arms are broken. She's been shot multiple fucking times. She's been tranked once. It is insane. It's insane, right? And this is how you go, why won't she tell, like, we don't even know. We don't know what she is. We just know she's not fucking human. (laughs) But she keeps pretending like she is. And so she gets home. Marcus comes home and finds her in bed like dying like yes well she's in the bathroom at that point pulling bullets out of her body and he's like holy shit i mean her arm is compound fractured and she's like no i'm fine i'm fine i won't go to the hospital and like he can't get a hold of any of the healers they're all out of the country they've been tranked and far away and taking care of earthquakes it's it's a bad situation so she's like i just need to go to sleep i'll be fine if i go to sleep and like that doesn't make sense to him he's like humans don't heal just because they sleep (laughs) (laughs) so he watches her and he's convinced she's dying that she's gonna die in yeah. his arms and he's just so upset and then he notices that she's like healing healing like he literally watches the compound fracture in her arm put itself back together yep. and into her body and he goes oh what she's a fucking fuck? vampire so now he's convinced she's a vampire and he's pissed that she didn't tell yeah. him mm-hmm. that she was a vamp and he, you know, when she wakes up, he's all pissy and in a bad mood. And why won't you tell me you're a vampire? And she's like, oh, I'm not a vampire. And he's like, yeah. you don't stop lying to me. Finally, we find out she is an alien. <laughs> from a whole different galaxy, she's you guys. Just, she's just an alien. I mean, she's from our galaxy, but she's on the other side of it. Oh, she's <laughs> from the galaxy. Milky Way. She- yeah. She's oh, not I th- from our solar system. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. From yes. the solar system. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. she's from okay. a, a planet around a sun on the other arm of the Milky Way, so. That's amazing. But anyway, she has this whole story. The truth is, she's an alien. She is pretty much invincible. Like, her body will mm-hmm. put back together almost every single injury. At one point, she was being held by this pseudo-military operation, like, not in this book. It was in the uh, supposedly in the second, the first book. I mean, it wasn't in the book, but that's what Seth and David were doing. They had the rescued book. the girl, and she had, and yeah. they, she came to live with all the guys. And she went up to the TV and like started touching the TV because the boys were playing video games or something. And yeah, and so it turns out that was Amy. Mm-hmm. In while she was being held, obviously she was being tortured because you know humans are the worst. Experimented and, on, <laughs> yeah, and experimented on, and they basically like would do open heart surgery and like she still survived it like you know so her body can take like anything yeah terrible shit terrible torture shit like that's cutting off her fingers just to watch them regrow that's disgusting Mm -hmm. so anyway humans suck um but at the end of the day marcus and amy realize that they love each other he gets over the fact because he thinks she's human so she's gonna die early and it turns out their race is like pretty long lived yeah her parents are like 400 some years old. So she's like, I'm only 49. So I, I've got a couple centuries in me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's much happier now because he knows he can be with her for at least a couple hundred years. 
and uh, they're going to get married. Yeah. And, you know, some more shit happens it's... with the Vampire King and some stuff. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, they team up with Bastion because they have to, even though they all hate him and want to kill him. But Seth is, like, the almighty one and will, can kill all of them with just, like, I guess a thought in his mind. So they do what Seth commands. And Seth is a good guy, so luckily we don't have to worry about anything nefarious. But, I mean, that's it. If you guys want to know the nitty-gritty of what the actual backstory and all the action scenes are about, then read the book. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell you. You'll have it, to read it. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. But anyway. It's really just about Marcus and Amy falling in love. It is. It is. It's always that first initial meet when you're like, it's contentious. You don't like you have that attraction, but you don't want to put yourself in that situation because you don't want there to be a possibility of something actually happening, you know? Well, and I think it's even funnier in this one because their true first meeting, which they pretend they didn't happen, was when she helped him fight the vamps in the very forest. Yes. Yeah. And he was, you know, he's like, wow, she's really cool and badass. And Mm -hmm. then when Seth brings her to his house and is like, this is your new second, and they pretend not to have met, I, you know, don't know why, but they decided not to. I think that, I thought that was super weird too. It's like. I think it was because Amy didn't want Seth to worry that she had fought while she was out because he had already been worried that she didn't come home on time, you know? But didn't Seth knows, right? Of course like, he fucking knows. He's a fucking he's a, he, he could he's, smell it. He could yes, he knows, he knows it. Everything. He can he rewind. Well, yeah, we don't know what he is yet, but we're gonna find out at some point, probably book book nine million and a half. Uh, <laughs> at <laughs> least book his nine. book. Which at I can't wait for. I, I know we might skip Seth. ahead. We might Just, skip. Go straight um, to Seth and David's books. Actually, but, I want to. actually do want to hear Bastion's book because I do like what's happening between him and Melanie. I like I like Bastion too. So that's the next one. We'll have to read that one. But then we can skip the rest because I don't care as much. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't but, know the rest. Like he's obviously not truthful about the history of the Immortal Guardians. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knows, and he they know he's the oldest. He and David are the oldest. They're these two. They're ancient compared to even the other old guardians that are like millennia old. And so, but he has, he he knows something and he isn't sharing, but Amy knows it. Oh, Amy knows it? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. When he and Amy are having that talk and he's like, why haven't you told, you know? Oh, um, why have you need to tell Marcus, him you haven't told you know? Marcus what you are yet? And she's like, well, you haven't told Marcus. And she's like, <laughs> He's like, well, no, I can't tell just one of the guardians. I have to tell them all, and I don't trust them all. <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So there's something. Mm. We don't know what it is yet. I can't speculate. I don't know. No, I had no fucking idea. That she was an alien? That she was an alien. Diane kept that fucking under wraps and locked up in a box with duct tape. You could not. I couldn't tell. I don't know if I you could tell. Th- I didn't. I wasn't thinking alien. I was thinking not from our world. So I was thinking she was like a fairy or something from a, a yeah. alternate dimension. Like she had stepped through from fairy Feyland. Yeah. Because she definitely the some of the things she would reference in her head like about her family and like leaving them mm-hmm. really made it seem to me like they weren't just somewhere else on this planet. Like they they're were, from a different like, realm. They were different... from somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah. I was think I was not thinking alien because I never think alien. <laughs> me either. I always I always think you know, supernatural creature, right? Yeah. So I was going, maybe she's a fairy or some kind of immortal thing from a, from a parallel b- mm-hmm. verse or realm that she could, yeah, step through and visit us and ended up trapped here away from her family. But I mean, it's almost like that. It's just an alien planet. <laughs> 
yeah, it's I was just like, oh, what I can. But you're right. I was a I was thinking the same thing, too. And actually, Faye did come up in in my head about that, because especially because of how she was explained in the beginning of the book, where she she I guess she knows all, if not a lot of the languages of Earth because she had trained to learn it. But she, I didn't think she spoke at the very end of the first book because she was just recovering. They had tortured her. and Well, she was still scared. She was still very scared, yeah. And she only trusted Seth and David. Well, and even then she didn't trust them at the beginning. No. Just but because they saved as, her. Yeah, be, yeah. And But later on, and then she ends up, she actually trusts Bastion. And Bastion, actually, he, he actually loves her too. Not as a... Um, no. In a in a sexual way either, but, but he, she's yeah he she's means of, to her the same way that like Seth and David feel about her, which is pretty important. Yeah, they they all like her a lot. She's cool. Well, she's fucking alien, one of her kind, uh, right? She's an alien, and she's badass. She's really badass. I do like she that. Is. I like her character a lot. I do too, because she does that thing. Unlike a lot of our other badass characters, she is constantly scared. Yes, like she has all this trauma. So she she was kidnapped by humans and tortured for I don't know how long a Mm -hmm. year or something whatever and so her whole big thing was she came to earth to save us first off and then get (laughs) captured she defies her own people and her own planet to come tell us that bad aliens are on the way here because mm-hmm. <laughs> she thinks we deserve to know even though the other aliens have gone they looked at earth and go oh no earth is fucked <laughs> they fuck themselves they're we totally don't, fucked we, we don't need, need to, fuck to them. tell them we don't need to tell them they'll <laughs> fuck them that's not it's not a planet we're saving i love <laughs> i love that that message diana is sending there <laughs> i know Especially because this is from, like, let me read when the book is from. I think it's, like, over 10 years old or something. It's a really, it's not a recent book. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we were fucked back then. We were totally (laughs) fucked back then. We were dumbasses. Uh, Yeah, it was published in 2011. And we continue to be. 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't improved in 10 years. Yeah. So she defies all this to come and save us. And instead, we hurt her because we suck. Um, so she's traumatized, she's terrified, but she still every time goes out and fights. Yep. She doesn't like even meeting other strange people. She can't stand it whenever new people come to like the house and she's like, she gets nervous. Anytime they even mention the word lab, she fucking loses yes. it. Um, she, she doesn't want to see anybody. She's got some rightful trauma, some rightful she anxiety. She does. But she still picks up her fucking katanas and goes out there and slays fucking vampire ass every ass. time. She gets almost killed every time, too. Every single time. But she does it again and again. And she's like, no, I'm so weak. I'm so scared. And Marcus is just like, bitch, you're not scared. Like, or strength isn't the absence of fear, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. it's doing what you have to do even when you are scared, you know? Yeah. And so that's yep. why she, that's why she's a really strong character. Not just because she can fight. So many times they just, they're just like, and this woman could kick ass. Therefore, she was strong. And I'm like, that doesn't make a strong character. That just makes a capable character. Like, she trained and she's capable. Good. Yeah. This woman's strong because she has all these insecurities and phobias and fears and and she's overcoming them daily. Even in the relationship with Marcus, on her planet, as soon as men and women hit puberty, they're kind of separated. Yes. 
they aren't allowed to mix like single men and single women don't really get to hang out so and they they're much it sounds like they're much more um modest and they dress in like full you mm-hmm. know covering they don't show as much skin mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. And so she's never been close to men. She's kind of dealing with that, like when she first is hanging out with, you know, Seth and David. All and, the and men. Darnell, <laughs> and, and they're all very, like, affectionate towards her. Not romantic, but just mm-hmm. affectionate. And she's uncomfortable when they hug her or, like, pat her on the back. And she's just like, why is so many men touching me? And now she's in this house with Marcus, who she's lusting for, which she has now expressed these emotions before, these feelings. And she's trying to come to terms with him, but she's embarrassed by her own, you know, she's just like, when he's looking at her, she gets embarrassed and she, her cheeks blush and all this, but she's, she, she doesn't care. She wants to try it anyway. Like, you know? Yeah. She pushes through these, these fears. It's so, it's it's pretty empowering. It is. And it's, those are really, really good emotions. And for, as like someone who suffers from anxiety, and someone who is like generally just scared of everything and that includes a lot of people i love reading stories about this kind of stuff where even though she doesn't want to she knows she can step forward and actually do it and she does she totally does she takes her job as being his second super serious and i mean that entails her stepping into danger obviously and almost getting killed every single time but she does have to face different obstacles and (laughs) She knows that every single time she gets hurt, he wants to take her to the hospital or to a place that's got labs to fix her. But she just won't. She won't tell him. She won't tell him what she is, that she's an alien. And she just, I don't know. I get that. I understand that that's part of the book and how it's written. And and I understand her reservations about it. But it really, really frustrated me. I wanted her to tell, mainly also because I, I wanted to know myself, but I'm like, why don't you just tell him you're saying, and you say you love him. It took two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, now you want to spend the rest of your life with him and you still haven't told him. Yeah. And I, I think Seth kind of nailed it when he was talking to her and told her like, what if I told you Marcus was a vampire and he is losing his brain, He's his brain's degrading now and mm-hmm. he's going insane. Would you still love him? She's like, yes. Mm -hmm. Would you still want to be with him? Yes. And she's like, okay. So that's like the worst thing I could tell you about Marcus. And you still love him. Like, give him a chance. I think that was the thing is it was you are falling in love with this person, but you are not trusting them. Yes. And obviously we didn't know what the secret was, but I was like, nothing. Like, being an – even being an alien is not crazy. Like, I mean, it's crazy, but it's not like (laughs) – like, that's not disgusting or something. Like, I just don't know – Obviously, her interactions with humans aren't great. <laughs> humans right. are bad. But I still like <laughs> even at the, she, when she said that when she told um, Seth and David that they were or when they found out because she didn't have to tell them they found out from the yeah. files when they mm-hmm. rescued her that they looked at her like she was crazy like they, or they looked at her badly and she she interpreted that that yeah. they were upset that she was an alien and Seth saw like no we were never upset that you were an alien so i think part of it is she doesn't understand human emotional right um, facial expressions yes <laughs> cuz she thought their shock and like awe was 
negative. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if I had come across someone who is legitimately been discovered to be an alien from a different planet in another solar system, I mean, you know, I think I might have the same reaction. If not, I would look pretty aghast, but not like yeah. I'd be like, "Are you?" One, I'd also be very ups- like shocked that they look like us. Like I just, I, I can't understand that. I always think about that. <laughs> I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's a humanoid alien out there. Like that's insane. <laughs> No, Why no, no. would they look like us? They Why would look life like us. develop like us? It's crazy. They would not look like us. I wouldn't think so. I just, I feel like that's a real unrealistic proposition. Oh, it's totally unrealistic. Proposition. But would, I mean, you have to, obviously, for these type of books, do you want oh, them to look like humans? Obviously. Otherwise, you're not going to fuck them. <laughs> it's a whole different story if it's like a, a cockroach type. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But no. Yeah. No. We wouldn't. You know. Yeah. But but even Marcus points that out to her when they're finally having you know the talk and he is curious and she gets skittish and he's like no don't mistake curiosity yeah for a negative mm-hmm. you know he's like what the scientists were doing to you that curiosity is different than just I'm legitimately interested yeah. in you and I your want history. to get to know you yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. I don't need to dissect you for that, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that was important, too, because she, she she just didn't understand. She just misconstrued um, certain emotions and certain features, like facial expressions, to mean they were upset with her or disgusted or something. Yeah. But at the end, he's like, I don't care that you're an alien. No. I mean, I care if I'm going to lose surprised. you in 50 years. Yeah. But <laughs> I still love you, so. I do find it really sad, though, although there seemed to be a type, like a possibility that she may be able to go back because he was like, if you ever leave me, I'm going to go with you back to your alien planet. But it's kind of sad, though, because it doesn't seem like that is going to happen. I kind of feel like she may be the only alien in the group for a while. I don't know. I think it's quite possible. I mean, it sounds like they're, her ship blew up. They don't even know that they're there. Like her, they don't know where she is. Yeah, as far she, as I could understand, she kind of like took a secret mission and mm-hmm. a ship and flew across the galaxy. And the rest of her <laughs> alien friends and left her family and friends to save save to Earth try to, to try to warn us. Yeah, yeah. But there was some other aliens in their alliance, not the bad ones, but the good ones that do they, know about us too. But they also think we're shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong. They're not. <laughs> Oh, the irony. I came here to give you some good advice so you don't die. And now you're killing me. Ugh, the MO. Yeah, that, but that's exactly what humans would do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Something not- would show up to save our planet and we'd be like, let's destroy it. Let's, let's dissect it and destroy it. Cut off all its fingers. And if we can monetize it and give all the money to billionaires, let's do that too. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> He thinks this is already happening. I feel like we should do that. <laughs> I feel like this is real time. It is. So one of my favorite scenes, and it wasn't a sex scene, but it was actually a very, very sweet scene, was I don't remember after which battle it was because there were so many times that they had battled and fight <laughs> fought off a handful of fucking vampires where she almost died and he almost died and they all need healers and nobody's healing anybody. But I think actually maybe no. No, Roland hadn't even healed her. And I think this is the one where she finally sleeps because she hadn't slept in like seven days. 
Which also is a telltale sign that she's not human because she would have died. <laughs> we, we can't do that. I'm sorry. It's not possible. You should have known us. it immediately. <laughs> immediately. As soon as Seth said he, she hadn't slept in a week. It's like, oh. At yeah. all. Not like mm-hmm. slept well, but at all. At all. She hasn't slept at like, all. Well, then she's not human. So what no. is she? <laughs> yes. So Marcus should have picked up on that right away. Marcus but- is a bit of an idiot. <laughs> So I think Seth comes and, and helps her and cures her. And he's like, she just fucking needs some sleep. Let her fucking have some sleep. And this is at the cusp of where he's starting to accept her for becoming his second and being a badass fighter and, you know, there to help him. And he undresses her, puts her to bed so that she could sleep because while he's cleaning her up, like the night before, she just kind of like closes her eyes and leans into him and falls asleep. And he thinks that she had passed out or is like dying or something. Mid-sentence. Yeah, yeah. mid sentence, and uh, and he's just you know he's like panicking, but then he realizes that she has just fallen asleep because well, he doesn't she's... really realize it. I thought he can hear her heart or her breathing or something, he, but he doesn't know why she's unconscious. He gets Seth there eventually, so she oh, did. She this is after the first happened. battle, and she does refuse to be taken anywhere. So mm-hmm. he takes her home. She showers by herself, and then he's like, "I'm gonna help you clean up your wounds." Okay, and he. He makes, like, she doesn't want him to come in because she's naked, you know. So he, he gives her panties and, and, you know, a bra to put on. And then he comes in and he's cleaning her wounds. And that's when he does say to her, you know, oh, like, yeah. you're you're the best fighter I've ever seen. I accept you as my second. I'm sorry I've been an asshole. Like, I'm I sorry. thought that was the second. It was the second battle. No, this is the first. When they first meet each other in the forest? Well, no, no, no. But the, the when they fought the 36 vampires. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm counting vampires. that as the second battle. I don't count the first one. <laughs> I totally count. <laughs> Yeah, the first one. Well, she doesn't get hurt at all in the first one, and she just walks away. And he That's doesn't right. even know her name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is the first big one. Okay. When they, when they all, are knowing yes, each other together. injured. Okay. Okay. Right? And so, yeah, they're having that talk in the bathroom while he cleans her wounds. And basically, he says, I'm sorry. I accept yes. you. You're going to be an awesome second. You're the best I could have. And she all of a sudden feels comfortable with him. And she's like, good. Thank you. And falls asleep yeah <laughs> and then he's asleep. then he's panicky because he's like did she just have a concussion and you know is she bleeding in her brain like he can't tell but yeah Seth, Seth shows up later and heals her and tells him oh she's just asleep she just needs sleep this is what she's gonna she's probably asleep. sleep for four or five days don't yeah. worry about it she'll take care of herself it's fine <laughs> and he stays with her and at one point she gets up to yeah. use the bathroom and he's like there but she's naked and obviously a oblivious like she has been sleep deprived for a week she gets up to go use the bathroom she's completely naked and he's just sitting there like uh (laughs) and then she comes back into the bed but as she's coming back and was this the scene where she takes his hand and makes him lay down with him or with her yes oh my god i love that scene so much she says nothing she didn't say anything neither one of them say anything because he's just kind of like okay i'll let her go pee but i'm you know keeping an eye on her but then she comes out of the bathroom she doesn't realize that she's naked (laughs) I don't know if she she's realized she, she's just like sleepwalking, sleeping. Basically, she's, yeah, and she's like just awake enough to go yes. pee. That's it. But then as she crawls into bed, she grabs his hand and pulls her into bed with her and and falls back asleep. And he's just like, uh, okay, fuck it. I, I could use some sleep. <laughs> but she did. She slept for like four days or something like that. And when she comes to, she's like, why am I naked and why are you in bed with me? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would great. be also my question. I'd be like, um, 
did I miss something fun? What happened? I don't want to miss fun things. <laughs> also, I don't remember if they had already kissed before that scene. I don't he think he did they... kiss her. He? Okay. In at, he kissed her after the, the the 34 vampire battle. Okay. Like while he was like because at first he didn't realize she got hurt at all. Yeah. So he turns around and he's just like, "You're awesome," and he makes out. With oh her. yeah, that's right. And she's on the car, right? Or <laughs> not? He, not before yet, he takes her to the car. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then he stops kissing her because he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And then she like kind of starts to fall, and he realizes she's bleeding. She's in a lot like of <laughs> really injured. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good. Oh shit. So, no. This their intimate scenes are fucking the best. It really is. Like their their relationship is cute. Like he's difficult at the beginning, but he is never mean. No. And he's even no. He's not. He's not mean he's to not her. Mean. I mean, I do think all of the immortals need to work on their communication skills and not sure. just cold cocking <laughs> each other the minute they show up. Oh my god, they do. They're just like not even a high. They just punch each other in the face. Walk into a room and just boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all of them do that. Every single Fist one of them. To the face, broken Marcus jaws. Hit Seth. Yeah. Nobody hits Seth. Pretty upset when they're that like, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they move on from it pretty quickly. But then like Roland punches Marcus in the nose at one point. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. mean, they just, they walk up and punch each other too many times. I feel like they need, <laughs> they need a little bit more communication skills. Somebody needs to get a therapist in there to start talking to them. <laughs> Living alone for 800 years is probably not the best you know, way to develop hasn't... social action interactions. Yeah. It hasn't helped. It hasn't doesn't helped help them. For sure. But anyway, they're so good. These scenes, so the sex scenes, we should talk about the sex scenes. Yeah, let's do it. They're so long. Like there's they not, are. there's only like two or three of them. There's, there's not, I think yeah, three. There's like two and then like some kissy scenes. Yeah. But they are like from beginning to end, like they are the whole scene, like it's just oh yeah she she doesn't leave anything out she starts us off with they are just so good and they're yeah they build just the way you want sex to build Mm -hmm. like from like just the tingles at the beginning all the way through oh my god even to the end like one of the scenes where she's like no just stay where you are for just a little bit don't move yet i don't want you to leave oh yeah and we've talked about that before how it's like you know like after don't pull out don't pull don't pull out just just stay there i want to enjoy this moment i'm enjoying this morning i like the way it feels it's so good (laughs) it is so good even even that so like from the beginning when they're just making out to like him staying inside of her after they've orgasmed together yeah because he doesn't want to lay on her because he's like i'm too heavy so he because they end yeah with him on top and so they so he kind of like flips over so he can stay with her and yeah. not not be full weight on top of her so yes it's just they're so yes it's all these things that are just he goes down on her at some point she oh. goes down on him and it's mm, oh and i think he takes her from behind oh all, all of the positions uh, all of them just a little every, bit here and everything. there but it's so good and it's, it's so good they are very squishy scenes Super and i really squishy. like them I and yeah too. that's why we like these books mm-hmm. dan's good at that she's good yeah. at the sex the sex stories <laughs> yes they're very well written very well written you want to do a kiss and tell i guess yeah so hey guys this one's going to be interesting, I think. Um, so, 
We're not sure. Oh, yeah. As you guys know, Amy comes out with the secret of being an alien. And actually, she doesn't come out until like the very end of the book. Like there's two hours left or something. But uh, he finds out that she's an alien. So she's kept this secret from him for the longest, longest time. In relationships, maybe it isn't that great to kind of keep secrets, I guess. But uh, the kiss and tell for this episode is going to be... (laughs) Sharing one of our own secrets with each other and with uh, the, the rest of you I guess guys. all of you. <laughs> Everyone else. It may or may not be sexual or scandalous or anything like that. It could just be real simple. I've never eaten a yellow M&M type of thing. But, <laughs> that um, so random. That would be very random. <laughs> so we are going to share our deepest, darkest, not our deepest, our darkest, but one of no, the secrets that we've kept for a long time. Don't promise them to be yeah. that big. <laughs> not deepest and darkest. Just the secret that we haven't shared with each other yet. Yeah. Or so. the whole podcast. Or the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am nervous about mine. I know, right? This is shockingly more nerve-wracking than I thought it would be. Yeah. Mine's embarrassing, but real. Mine's real, too. And I'm trying, you know, it's not something to be embarrassed about, but it is embarrassed. Like it is, there's feelings of like shame and stuff around it. So absolutely. Mine's definitely shameful. That's why it's a secret. But I don't yes. think that those are, I mean, they're valid feelings because I have them, but mm-hmm. I think they need to be, I need to share and then destigmatize it. Right? Yes. Oh God, this is going to be so, oh my God, now I'm so nervous, but I'm so okay. interested in what you have to Do say. Do you want to go first or second? What do you think? I can I can go first because sure? if you would, I don't know about mine. I mean, I think yours would have more conversation around it, especially if you're talking about destigmatizing this event you've gone through. <laughs> <laughs> mine is I, I, mine is stigmatized, and I think it would be hard. I, I don't think it should be because it's a real thing, obviously. But it is one of the things. Okay, I'm just gonna fucking say it. Okay. So in high school, I contracted chlamydia. So I have had an STD uh, through, obviously. I sex. think we act, this isn't actually a secret. What? You guys knew about this? Yeah. <gasps> Did I tell you? Yes. <laughs> you told us in high school, I think. Or really? Maybe a, little, maybe a little later, but yes. Because well, it was. I, you know who it was with. Yes. 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 Oh. And didn't happen twice? It did. It <laughs> yeah. happened twice. I guess that's the embarrassing part is that it, it didn't get prevented. Or we took the pills to like fix it. And then it happened again. So it came to, I came to the realization, because it was with the same guy that, and this was months in between, that the second time around I got it after he'd also taken the pills to cure it, that he cheated on me. Obviously. Obviously. There's no other explanation no, for that. So <laughs> yeah. I just, he I went out and got it again. <laughs> yes. He got out yeah. and got it again. And I never, I didn't realize it then. And I, it just took me till recently, really, to realize that. Oh. I mean, yeah. recently, like real recently, where I was just like, oh. It's one of my daddy dressing up as Santa Claus moments, you know? Yeah. <laughs> where it takes years, fucking years for me to realize uh-huh. what balls deep actually means. So. Yeah. <laughs> That is too. I That's a funny one to you. You used to say that forever before <laughs> you knew what it was. No idea what it fucking meant. And there's no other explanation for it. No. But that is bull deep. <sighs> oh well then I'm I'm embarrassed for that because I thought I did I thought you guys didn't know. No. Oh well sorry. <laughs> That's I mean, okay. I don't know why I'm saying sorry. I didn't know. Well, no, that's okay. <laughs> that actually makes me feel better that I was comfortable enough to share that with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I, agree, I think I agree. Though I'm still glad you told it because obviously you had decided that it was a secret. So <laughs> <laughs> that means you were 
actively not wanting to talk tell anyone about it but you've you broke through that to tell us yes today and i think that's important because also it is it's just like a lot of things around text that we deemed um shameful or secret like the only way to combat them is to talk about them exactly the less people talk about stds the more likely they are secret and people will spread them still you have to be honest about them and open about yep Mm -hmm. you know get tested and talk to your doctor if you think you have something and talk to your partners and use protection yep those are all things we should all be doing you know and you should be comfortable enough to talk to your partner about it when dan and i first started dating that was one of the first things we did is we went to the clinic together and got tested for stds to make sure that we were both good Mm -hmm. it shouldn't that should be something that you guys and i broached that i was like no we're both gonna go because i had contracted that once before and i was like i'm not gonna do that again i mean it was you know it's part of the reason dan blames that on, on my infertility which could be a big possibility for that so that's actually it goes down a little bit deeper than that because it can affect your depending on how much damage it is because it did it damaged my tubes because i think the second time around when i got it i didn't know i had it again until i got just randomly tested i was just like what the fuck and i'd had it for a really long time that's the unfortunate thing with women is a lot of them don't show the same symptoms a lot of the stds aren't as symptomatic for women yeah. as they are on men. So yeah, we could go longer without knowing about them. Yep. So it is important to get tested if you're active, especially if you're active with multiple partners. Yeah. Or if you're suspicious about your partner. <laughs> no, and it's true. And you should, I don't think anybody should have a fear or be ashamed to no. broach that subject with their partner. I get, every time I do one of my annual, or not even annual, but my regular lady visits, they mm-hmm. I have them test. She always asks, and I'm like, you might as well. I mean, what? <laughs> What if I yeah. don't know? <laughs> you know, here, I don't, yeah. ever, you know, luckily I've never had one, but I've, and I've never thought I did, but mm-hmm. you can, that's something that could be there. And so I always have her test me for all of them. And yep. it's just you know better what? to do it and be safe than to not. So yeah. Right. Exactly. There you go. Okay. Well, mine's not sexy in any way. So maybe okay. I did these in the wrong order. Maybe. But you don't know. I filed bankruptcy. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's about almost 10 years ago now when I was still like, I was living over on Madison. Uh huh. And I just, I was in so much credit card debt, you know, because I yes. had not worked all through college. Everything was paid for at college, but you need to like live on shit, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I used credit cards because that's the whole point of credit card companies is they show up on college campuses yes. and are like, did you know you could just buy shit? And you're like, yeah. I didn't know that, but that sounds like a good idea. I should. <laughs> and you don't have to pay for it right away. No. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I just so I had a lot of credit card debt and I was working, you know, at the nonprofit and that time I was way underpaid. <laughs> like way underpaid. And there's just no way to get out of it. Like there you hit a certain level where you're paying every month, like not the minimum, but barely above the minimum, but then you still need a credit card to actually live. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just too much and I I finally I had to do it because there was no way about it. I was ever wow. going to move forward and get out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I never told anyone because it's embarrassing, you know? It- it's something that I mean, and we shouldn't be embarrassed by it because we live in a predatory society. Yes. That the only thing we've ever been asked to do to be good Americans is to consume. And yet no one. (laughs) So we're told we have to consume that that's the right thing. to. I mean, after 9-11, that's literally what the Bush administration asked us to do was to go shopping. (laughs) 
right? Bring back to, the to, commerce, to, to the, economy, the economy, the economy better. We have to spend money, yeah. money that Americans don't have. So most Americans are in debt. They live uh-huh. paycheck to paycheck, all of these things. So I shouldn't be as embarrassed about it as I was for a very long time. But it, it was something it's, I had to do. It's a stigma that's hard because even though they enforce it for us to spend money, then mm-hmm. we get our hands slapped for it when we do. Absolutely. As, and especially with bankruptcies, you know, you you know that we have filed bankruptcy, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. So f- for us, I think we were embarrassed at first. But then as we went through the process, because we went through the first, and I don't remember, 7 or 13, we did one of them first where we had to pay back some. 13. But then we, okay. And then and then we finally got to 7 where we, it just got cleared just, for us. just take it all, yeah. I, I, was, I used to be shameful about it, but I actually am now very shameless about it and saying that bankruptcy was pr- the best thing that we'd done as far as financial, like at that point. Well, and for, for us. you guys, you were in a predatory loan. Yes. There's we no, went through the 2008 fucking There's no recession. true financial mind on this planet that would have given you guys that house loan. No. That mortgage. No. That was insane. No. That was And it was, it was predatory. predatory. It was yep. an attempt. It was, they got what they could out of you and knew you were going to end up in foreclosure. There was no way yep. that story didn't end up in foreclosure. I mean, you guys worked it out with your bankruptcy and you short sailed, right? Yeah. We short sold. Uh-huh. And then had to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. We were part of that 2008 pandemic. Yeah. Was one of the, they gave us a loan for four hundred and fifty thousand or for four hundred thousand dollars at that point. Yeah, where I was babysitting, I didn't even get legitimate fucking paychecks, you guys. And Dan was working part time at Walmart. Yeah, so that's that's and so yours felt more legitimate to me. <laughs> so that's why I never told anyone because I was like. I just bought a lot of shit on credit cards. (laughs) And I didn't even buy a lot of shit. I traveled a lot. You did travel a lot. I I used the credit cards to travel. I did a lot of travel in college and in grad school. And that's really what most of my debt was. And so, again, I couldn't even, like, sell shit to make it up. (laughs) Like, I was like, well, I can't even sell these things. Yeah. It's it's a travel. It's gone. Um, So that's why I didn't tell you because I was just like, well, yours felt real. Like somebody tried to take advantage of you and you guys luckily, you know, got out of it. But I was... Uh, just an idiot 20 year old who traveled way beyond my means <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think I think more people could relate to what you've gone through than what I've gone through what we went through you know uh, maybe not uh, maybe a lot of people went through I mean actually not maybe a ton of a, people a ton did <laughs> went, went through the 2008 <laughs> recession but I think a lot more people because it was it started even before that for college students gaining all of this debt to I, even I, now they do to it to this now day yeah when I see when I go like near a college campus and I see like a Capital One table a or Wells a Visa Fargo. table yes, yeah. sitting mm-hmm. there like with – I just think that's the fucking worst th- sign of our society and I want them off campus. I really mm-hmm. think campuses should protect their, their students. Fuck, they need to – not just in college but before you even make it there, you should have to take a financial literacy class in high school. Yeah, they don't you teach know, that kind of shit anymore. Do or not, not anymore. They never have. No. And that shit needs to be explained compound interest <laughs> they do like, all of it all of it needs to be explained but anyway but that's my secret yeah i don't i mean oh. the only one who i think knew was patrick patrick knows okay because i think one time i was just like you know i got everything i have and i make a fraction of what he makes and i had a bankruptcy so i'm like this is fucking possible dude yes <laughs> like get your fucking finances together <laughs> that's another thing not only learn about the financial institutions that can bend you over and fuck you in the ass but you can also learn about how to manage your money well which is something else they don't fucking teach us. No. 
And I mean, again, like you said, bankruptcy is the best thing. If I hadn't yeah. done it, I would not own, you know, the house I have yeah. and do everything because it would have just constant. I still would just be paying on that credit card debt for the rest of my life. Yep. <laughs> and it's a, you're right. Ten years and then it falls off. And then uh, for us, and uh, we were able to then buy our first fourplex. And since then, we, we you know, we own 12 doors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to sacrifice and go through what makes your face turn red and what you're embarrassed about to yeah. to get to where you want to be. Absolutely. And it's not, you know, if they're going to structure the society this way, then fucking take advantage when you can. And if you need do to, it. do it. Oh, well, cool. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. You are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a fun fuck fact for us? I guess it's not very fun, you said. Well, I'm going to change it up and not do the one I was thinking of because oh, we didn't talk about any of the right. stuff that would tie to it. So I don't want to. We'll save it for next time. Wouldn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think sometimes, and it comes up in our books a lot, and I think it's important. So this article is why some people love quote unquote vanilla sex oh by anastasia charisse oh why is everyone's <laughs> charisio okay it's cool. on um swell.com and it's from november 10th of 2020 so she wrote this last year and she talked to different people about vanilla sex and like why some people just like it and this has come up for me kind of lately in that i'm back dating again you know or mm-hmm. attempting to it i'm not doing a very good job of it because i also <laughs> am bad at dating but <laughs> i was talking to this one guy and we were like flirting and talking about just hooking up and then he's all like what's your kinks what do you like what do you and it turns out i really just like simple sex <laughs> you know like i just was like trying to think of kinks and i was like I don't know. Why can't sex just be like simple and nice? Yeah. You know, why do we put so much pressure on it to be like super fantastic? Like, I know these special moves that no one, no one, there's no special move that no no one's ever thought of before. There's only so many things you can do. That's true. (laughs) There's only so many Mm -hmm. ways that bodies (laughs) go together. (laughs) There's nothing brand spanking new for the first time, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe, but whatever. And that's a lot of pressure. I'm already feeling all this pressure because I'm trying to just date. start just, it again. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then so he was all like into this shit. And I was like, I don't want any of that. No. <laughs> I just, and especially like we're talking about possibly having sex for the first time with each other. Why has it got to be all that? Like, why can't it just. Why? Like, let's just figure this out and see if we're even good at this together. If it's even comfortable. Let's let it happen naturally. Right? The way it's supposed to be. So I was feeling like, oh, I'm too old and I'm too into, you know, I'm not adventurous and I'm not kinky Mm. enough. And now Mm -hmm. I've decided I read this article and I was just like, no, there's a lot of positive things to just simple, non-dramatic sex. Yes, yes, there is. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to read a couple of things that some of these different people said. So these are four different people that, again, this author kind of talked to about it. And one says it was emotional, it was different, it felt right. So, you know, it's kind of, there's more of a connection there, a safe space, she Mm -hmm. calls it, a safe space to grow from. It's like coming home, you know? Yeah. Um, There's a, this guy, this guy says sex, anxiety with someone new comes over and will it be good? Will, you know, they like it? What if they don't? And so like, 
vanilla sex so removes real. that anxiety for him, you know? So mm-hmm. so stuff like that. So those are all things that I've been thinking about. And so I'll put this article up. Again, it's on the Swell newsletter by Dame. And it's called Why Some People Love Vanilla Sex by yeah. Anastasia Sharis. How do you spell it? C-H-A-R-I-S-I-O-U. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's go with however you said it before. <laughs> I do. I'm we sorry. Apologize. And like, I, as someone with this kind of unusual name, I try so hard. But yeah, no, Charicio. It's Charicio. Now okay. that I can, I can really get away. Like, there's three <laughs> vowels in a row. It kind of starts to throw you when you see it. But if you just look at it really fast, it's Charicio. Okay. Okay. Well, but awesome. anyway, so there. Yeah. I mean, and I don't like. I'm not saying that. Well. Actually, they had good sex in this book, but it, it was still pretty vanilla-y. There wasn't like it toys was or typical... whips or chains or, no. you know, real kinky stuff. It was just at the end of the day, two people exploring each other's bodies, yeah. which is what just... I don't could... even think there was like multiple orgasms in, in these. I, I think Nothing... maybe she'd gotten two. I think she did get two one that, that first was time. It. Yeah. Because he went down orally on her first mm-hmm. and then uh, they had the penetrated sex. her yeah. yeah and she did get two yeah but those were her first ever orgasms so you know that could be yeah. pretty wild <laughs> exactly well and especially for someone who had never had sex before well and for an alien yeah and a foreign alien who happens to have the same uh and yeah. autonomy as uh not autonomy anatomy as humans <laughs> autonomy <laughs> well cool yeah awesome oh so, yay that's that and Hopefully, I'll put that up someday. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's rate. Okay. That's true. We should do that. Sex and then book. Right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Sex and then book. All right. Ready? Yes. On three. One, two, three. Eight. Eight. <laughs> and seven. seven. Ah, look at that. <laughs> It's like we're the same. As long as we only give the same numbers <laughs> no. to every book, every single book that we read. Our, do our ratings even matter? Anymore? No, I don't even think people listen to the end of the podcast to tell you the truth. <laughs> I don't think they make it to the end. They're just like, okay, they're done talking about it. Yeah, no, I I love Diane's writing. Uh-huh. I even like Kirsten's narrating. I enjoyed all of it. The books are long, but if you enjoyed the long novels. I mean, that's why they're written this way, because people enjoy them. They do. But when you have to podcast about it every two weeks, it's really hard. That's the thing. It's like, I have plenty of other books yeah. that I read and listen to that are even longer. I have no problem with them. But there's something about trying to get it all in for this podcast that sometimes yes. I'm like, okay, okay, just another fight scene. Just exactly. Yeah, that's the only reason why. But the characters are good. The sex is good. And I love it. And I think I th- in, normally I wouldn't mind that it's 12 hours long. Yeah, I don't. I don't really mind. I think the characters are what really drive her books. They're mm, really, mm-hmm. really good characters. Yeah. And the men, even for a book that came out 10 years ago, sometimes we've read some older books and had some difficulty because the yeah. men are a little bit more... Mm, mm, Overly masculine. A-holes. And <laughs> <laughs> um, her men aren't there. I mean, no. you know, they... Roland kind of was in this book, which is weird because he it's weird. seemed he like a weird... not like that in the first book. In the I, first book. I just remember that he wasn't. And But he is. He's an asshole in this one. He's but too hardcore. He's too hardcore. Like, he will not get off of the Sebastian thing, and I just 
guess I didn't I remember know. anyone needing to be that mad at Sebastian. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I have to go back and listen to our review of that book because I don't remember it as much. I just remember not like I don't remember him that way at all. I Whatever. Know, it's weird. But so, yeah, it's a good book. Uh, read it. You know, read, read the <laughs> yeah. whole series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. Recommended still. So, yeah. Yeah. We liked it. Okay, so for our next book, we are going to read Howl for Me by Ariel Marie, narrated by Sarah Puckett and Hollis Williams, I believe. I didn't write down the narrator, so. At least that's what my handwriting is telling me. (laughs) So it is book one of the Golden Moon Shifters series. So So Ariel Marie was one of the authors in the Midnight Coven. and. I have been meaning to, because I really liked her books in that series. I know we didn't do any of them for the podcast. No, but we have not. And I don't know if you've read them. Nope, I didn't I get a chance to I liked them and Ariel's. I liked her books. And so I was excited. And then this one shows up on Audible. Yay. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Yeah, I can't wait, actually. Hopefully you guys will read along with us. This seems yeah. like a good one. I hope so. I think yeah. everyone should. I mean, Obviously. I know a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people tell us that they don't. There's like, they give us clits notes. Why do we need to read these books? Because you have to read the books. Because that's the point. The books are good. Because you have to read them. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. All righty. So in the meantime, we would love to hear from you on any of our social media accounts. You can find us at Shh Dirty Books on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, probably not TikTok. That's, it turns out that's hard, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have the creativity it's to make hard. those fucking videos in any way. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I'm sorry. I'm just not that. Yeah, sorry. I'm not a gen zer so uh (laughs) but you can also email us directly if you want to ask us a question suggest a book we could read tell us your big secrets i mean you know if you want Mm -hmm. uh but you can email us at dirtybooks at gmail.com and all of those it's with three h's and you can visit us on our website at dirtybooks.com and most places that you could find podcasts. And if you guys can go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, that would be great. We would love it. And thank you very much, Jim Townsend, for the music. And with that, hey, it's not nighttime for us right now. It's actually midday. I know. Yeah. So we wish you guys a really good rest of the day. Let's just say luck. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Salette. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.